Hello, you are listening to the Isn't It Lovely podcast, a podcast where we seek to shine the light on all that is lovely. I am Tracy. And I am Rachel. And today we have an episode that we just couldn't wait to drop where we interview the funniest, most hilarious, and hardworking couple, Tim and Megan Meager. Tim and Megan are co-owners of Vanguard Hospitality Group here in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, and they run the restaurants Minerva's Grill 26, Mori's Steakhouse, and the Turks and Caicos Cabana Grill. On this episode, you guys, we laugh so much. We have so much fun. We talk about how they entered into the hospitality realm, what it was like to own restaurants during the pandemic, and also the ins and outs of being business partners, parents, and spouses all at once. At the end of this episode, we also have a special bonus segment in which Tim talks about his sensitive side and how he once saved a bird. Lots of laughter ensues, but we had to make sure you guys heard it. It's the best. You're going to love it. We can't wait for you guys to listen. Okay, you guys, thank you so much for being here. We're going to jump in because, as you said, most busy restaurateur in Sioux Falls. Could you guys just walk us into how you guys got into this? How did you start your own hospitality group? We'll start how, with you, Tim. How far back do we go? As far back as you want. Yes. <laughs> give us, the, give us, yeah, give, give it all. <laughs> we want it all. <laughs> I should point out for those who don't know, Tracy and I are actually sharing a mic today. <laughs> it is a blast and okay, we feel like we're a duet about to sing a song. Yes. We do. We may break into song. Do no, I? we won't. We won't. Okay. Be, Tim, take it away. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it came out of the womb. We'll start there. <laughs> Tim Meeker was born on a beautiful spring day. Actually, when's your birthday? I, I almost spit my coffee out and destroyed our equipment. Okay. <laughs> then we would be down one more mic. Does Does anybody remember um, or has eaten at Zerodi Pizza? Yes. Oh, yes. Yes. Okay. Have you seen the guy there? The uh, Ted? No. No. Tell us about Ted. So, Who's Ted? So Ted is the owner. And he's a Lebanese uh, gentleman who used to live in Aberdeen with his family. And uh, he was, he had a place called Papa's pizza. And when I was 16 and I had a firebird, I uh, got my first job there. I have a retroactive crush on 16 year old Tim with his firebird. So let's land there for two seconds. What's a firebird? A car? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Somewhere my husband is just like, rolling his eyes and wondering why he married me. Okay. Keep going. Um, yeah. And, and, uh, so I made pizzas there and, uh, uh, got a good taste of the uh, intensity that, um, happens in a restaurant, the highs and lows. And what do you do when you're, you're, uh, bored and, uh, how do you manage yourself when, uh, it looks like it's never going to end. So, Started there. Okay. Um, let's see. This could be like four hours. <laughs> <laughs> Sum it up. I love it. We've got um, his beautiful wife, Megan, so, here to jump in whenever she wants. God help me. Um, uh, anyway, so um, that led to uh, uh, became a manager at Pizza Hut a couple of years later. Um, kind of... Uh, uh, decided one day that I was going to move to Denver, so I packed my stuff and moved the next day. Oh, I love this. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, lived in Denver, worked at a sandwich shop there. Uh, said, you know what? I don't like waiting an hour and 45 minutes in traffic to go make sandwiches. So right. I decided to sell Kirby's door-to-door. <gasps> the vacuum 
cleaner. Yeah. Yep. We were meant to be friends, <laughs> even though I have nothing to do with the vacuums, but the name. Tracy's the heiress to the Kirby vacuum <laughs> Gosh, I wish. Jeez Louise. Yeah. Okay. So <clears throat> I think in all of that, you started learning a lot about yourself when you try different things. Yeah. Um, then I moved back, went back to Pizza Hut. Uh, so then, there's, then I moved back to Denver. Then I moved back to... Oh. <laughs> moved back to Aberdeen. Um, and then, uh, let's see here. When I started college, got in a band, uh, decided that the band. Full wasn't. stop. Tim was in a band <laughs> and drove a firebird again, the retroactive crush and is, and is an artist. Okay. Jeez, Megan. And, like my and, uh, um, so yeah, so we were in this, in this band and, and, uh, uh, I secretly have always still want to be a rock star. And, yes. uh, um, so we started that journey, moved to Minneapolis, uh, and then and then to make it big. <clears throat> and uh, did you play at First Avenue? No. Okay. No. Someday. We uh, were uh, five young individuals living in a house together. So amazing. We'll talk off. We'll talk after the recording. <laughs> Can you say what the name of your band was? Spore. 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 It's kind of like what's what do they say at Vikings games? Score. That's cool. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> also, somewhere John is again rolling his eyes and wondering why he married me. Keep going. <laughs> so, Spore poised on the edge of worldwide renown, but then didn't quite make it. Yep. Uh, you know, somebody, so kind. Somebody ate somebody else's ham, you know, in the refrigerator, and we got mad at each other. And, something like that. And you broke up. Something like that. Shoot. Yeah. Okay. It's like the Beatles. Yeah. Um, so I, I worked at a repossession. Uh, and I was a people finder, so I, I, uh, uh, was hired to sit in a room off and just do whatever it took to find people that banks couldn't find anymore. Okay. So that, I bet that was not a fun job. It was very fun. You liked it? Yes. Oh my gosh. I love that you've had like 10 lives, Tim. I'm just sitting here like enthralled. This is wild to me. We're we're only at 2001. I haven't graduated from college or from high school yet. Oh, I love it. So you're just waiting for sweet Megan to grow up just a smidge. Yeah, Megan's still in her. homeroom. Just yes. waiting. She's got her uh, binder yeah. and her butterfly clips. Oh man. Uh, so I'm so glad that I met her when I like toned down a little bit. Right. Yes. Yeah. Okay. It, it, uh, uh, so I moved from Minneapolis back to Aberdeen and got a job with Minerva's. Uh, I was wow. the dining room manager there for two years. Wow. And <clears throat> I think that's where I really started to understand um, the hospitality behind, uh, you know, serving people and that serve food. Mm-hmm. You know, that's like we're hospitality first and we happen to serve food. Um, <laughs> and... Uh, uh, so I did that for two years and then I was like, um, I want different scenery. So I moved to Arizona and <laughs> uh, I, I lived there for like three or four years. Uh, I met my wine mentor there. So <clears throat> I moved there and I was like, I just want to play golf and I don't want any responsibility. So I applied at, uh, I think it was like 27 restaurants and nobody hired me. No way. Come on, Arizona. Yeah. yeah. 
I moved there in May, so the snowbird, like they're all going sure. back. Didn't I don't know anything about anything. I just pack my bags and leave, you know. Love it. It's so exciting. And uh so I get a job at this little restaurant in Chandler that's uh downtown. It's called 98 South and uh I have no no I like I don't know anybody. And uh the the manager he was like, "Why don't you want management?" I was like, "Honestly, dude, I just want to like show up, do my thing and live life a little bit." Uh, not to have too much responsibility right now. <clears throat> and uh, how old are you at this point, Tim? Do you remember? 23. Okay. Something like that. So young. Yeah. Wow. You've done all of this and you're only 23? Yeah, I was like 23, 24, or something like wow. that. That's incredible. Yes. Okay. Um, and uh, uh, so his, the manager or the owner, his co owner, was this huge rock star in the wine industry. I had, and I have no idea. Uh, who I'm working for. So I like, I start <clears throat> all of the servers there. Like I'm just serving all of the servers. there are way better than me. Like uh, they all have like small a certificates and uh, come from uh, fine dining restaurants and they're all fine tuned <clears throat> and we're wearing bowling shirts and, and uh, jeans. And you know, here's me a South Dakota boy. Um, and uh, uh so I was like, wow, these guys are so good. <clears throat> the chef was amazing. He's like top 25 chef uh, chefs in Arizona. And uh, so I just like observed for six months. <clears throat> and uh, we used to ha- we used to taste, uh, it was like eight wines a day because uh, our wine list was so huge. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we be- before we started our shift, we'd, we'd taste like eight wines a day. And then we'd taste the feature, and then we'd have to talk about what we'd pair with the feature and why. So we could all hear it. That's amazing training. Yes. Unbelievable. So uh, to shorten this story, uh, one day I had a wine just like click with me. And I was like, oh, I get it now. Mm -hmm. So I went back to work. And uh, Wendy, my wine mentor, uh, started like training me like seriously <clears throat> and uh she would like we would do these flights of wine where uh uh you could like as a guest you could choose four for ten dollars and we had 85 wines by the glass so <clears throat> if a table of six comes in uh and one person does it everybody wanted to do it so you have this tray full of Fun. all these wines and uh like a blast oh it's crazy so we'd be like you know on the edge of destruction, busy. And she would take and switch the wines around in a certain row. And then ha- I have to figure it out before I take it out there. Oh, wow. Wendy. Yeah. I feel nervous and excited. <laughs> yeah. You're just like sweating over, <laughs> over the wine in, in the, uh, the glasses. You're, you're, you're like, I'm literally going to have a nervous breakdown here wow. or I'm going to cry. <laughs> You were like a former rock star who drove a Firebird brought to tears over this flight of wine. I'm amazed. Wendy knows how to break a woman or a man. Yes. A woman or a man. Yeah. Um, Let's get Wendy on the podcast next. So why that's, uh, yes, I know. Uh, Why that's relevant is I saw um, the intentionality behind every single detail, like how much that matters. 
because they paid their restaurant off in seven months. Wow. No, it was a small place. It wasn't crazy, but <clears throat> um, we built our guest counts like quadruple in six months. And it was they hired the right people. They took care of them and they trained them. And we all we were supposed to do is make people happy. Mm. And that dovetails into the hospitality piece, which you had 100%. learned at the Minervas in mm-hmm. Aberdeen. I love that. Yeah. And so, like, <clears throat> my way around making money there uh, is I would give away all my tables that were, like, business clientele uh, to the other servers that were very, like, rigid and, and uh, uh, fine-tuned. And I would take the, like, twos and fours that were just regular people, and then I would just make them feel like gold. Oh, I love that so much. And then that now to bring us up almost to the present, because we want to bring Megan into the conversation as well. We love her so much. But that also feels like that is paramount to the way you run your own hospitality group today. Yeah. That feels like you have kind of set that gold standard. And I love knowing that that it informed it. I didn't mm-hmm. know. Yeah, that was fascinating. So then you brought all that knowledge back to Sioux Falls at some point. <clears throat> at some point. At so, some point. Uh, I'll shorten this up so, okay. you, so you can be a part of this. Yeah. Or wait, Megan is just lovingly looking at her husband and nodding. It's just, they're such a great team. Okay. Also keep the going. cutest couple. Right. If yes. you don't know them, you're going to love them. She, she, she's like, I don't know him. <laughs> oh, she knows. Yeah, she knows. She claims. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, so I, I was at a point, uh, my, uh, wine mentor left and, uh, she sold out to her partner and I didn't know what I was going to do in, in the, industry anymore so uh i got a job installing digital projection in movie theaters (laughs) plot twist (laughs) i did not see that coming uh i did that for two years i traveled the country i was in a different city for every three days and uh tim are you just like a really good looking 90 year old man i just cannot believe how many things you've done in such a short period of time is there a portrait of you in a garage somewhere in an attic What is that movie, Benjamin Button, or whatever? Yes, and the yeah. picture of Dorian. Gray. Yeah. <laughs> we'll talk off mic. I love that. And while you're traveling around the country, you're tasting all the foods yeah. as you're traveling. <clears throat> are you are you a foodie at this point? Would you say? Um, I, I would say I was in between, uh, really knowing my place. Okay. Uh, so I was like, I'm going to do something that is not restaurants, and then see where that leads me. Um, it was very empty, and. Uh, uh, I saw the same type of people every day and <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, but I, I got to visit the different cultures of or microcultures of the United States was amazing. Um, then my friend, which is the chef over at Maury's right now, who kind of oversees our entire company on the culinary end, uh, called me cause we had been friends from the previous Minerva's and he's like, Hey, what do you think about, coming to Watertown and taking over the dining room in Minerva's. I was like, absolutely not. Because <clears throat> like, I'm not moving back uh, to South Dakota. I was in Louisiana at this time. And uh, um, he's like, just think about it. They need, they need someone to like lead a team and, and uh, uh, do some good things. And he's like, I think you'd like it. Uh, so I ignored his phone calls for two months. And then uh, <laughs> he caught, I was like, I had been out for like 10 weeks and hadn't been home. And he called me again and he's like, just come here and check it out. And I was like, all right. Uh, so I met with the general manager there and 
Um, and he's like, it's going to be incredibly hard. And it's, it's kind of like, um, uh, can we swear? Of course. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> Megan says, no, we're like, uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever you want. But he, he's just basically, he said it's a shit show. Oh, and, yeah. uh, uh, and he's, you know, he's like, it's going to be incredibly hard. I'm like, okay, I'm in like anything that's hard. I'm in. And, oh, I love uh, that. um, so I, I moved, I moved back here in May of uh, 2008. Um, uh, that's when I met my partner, Ken, cause he took over. We that. love Ken. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, so he, we started to get to know each other. We flipped that entire team basically, um, both positive and, and negative, but, uh, uh, that took about a year, almost two years. That brings us to 2010, which now I got a promotion to Aberdeen to take over that and do the same thing. Okay. And you pointed to Megan. Is this where she enters the scene? I love it. She's no longer <laughs> Megan. in homeroom. She's yeah. a beautiful college graduate. Brilliant, charming, sparkly. Yes. Megan. Trying to pave my way. Yeah, girl. <laughs> okay, so Megan, give us your side of the story. Were you interested in food, like restaurant stuff before? I was kind of searching for what I was going to do post-college. I okay. graduated with a business degree, was getting my master's, <clears throat> working at the hotel, just part-time nannying, um, mainly full-time. I had actually um, was in the process of joining the FBI. <gasps> I, I am seldom speechless. <laughs> what? I almost fell over. Yeah. I'm leaning on Tracy uh, right training? now. No for the audio. I was in my like final stages to become an agent. And I had done what? all the background checks. The studio is stunned. <laughs> stunned. I cannot believe this. And so Tim had come up to me and he's like, what's your plan? What's your, what's your deal? <laughs> Standing at a copier machine. What's your deal? And I was like, well, I'm not sure. Kind of paving the, you know, kind of trying to figure out my life. This was um, September, October. My grandpa passed away. And then my brother had a traumatic brain accident. And I was like, okay, not going to leave, not going to move to Minneapolis alone. going to stay here with my family, help my parents, help take care of my brother. So then I went back to Tim, and I was like, mm, I'm staying here. And then he's like. Will you, will you help me deliver this fruit tray to the bank? Yes. <laughs> oh, and it wasn't about the fruit tray, was it, Tim? No, it was not. Is that like a code for something? Like, what does fruit tray mean? And then okay, I was like, well, going. I'm not sure I can. I don't, tr- I don't think I can leave the front desk. I'm like. <laughs> let me figure. Because this is at a hotel. You guys are working at a yeah, hotel. Yeah, okay. Let me figure that out for you. He comes and he goes, I got to figure it out. You can come deliver this fruit tray. Did you know at that point that he had secretly fallen in love with you? No. <laughs> and then we're driving back and he's like. Do you want to be, what do you think about being the sales director? And I was oh. like, oh, sure. I was like, that sounds fun. I have ideas. Exciting. I was like, I'll do it. Now, the sales director for this the, group that you had just started with Ken? No. No. We're not even there yet. We're not there yet. Okay. No, I'm jumping hotel, ahead, you guys. For the hotel. I'm sorry. Oh, for, for the, the hotel. hotel. Yeah. Okay. For the hotel. Okay. And so I was the catering and sales director for the event space for Minerva's. Okay. And so... And I was like, yeah. I was like, I need to be in Aberdeen right now. Um, and so that's how my journey began. Yeah, I was oh, like, hey. It's going to be brutally hard and we're going to change everything. And I was like, well, this is completely different than the FBI. <laughs> <laughs> that 
was actually what I said to him. <laughs> okay, that's so funny. Oh, so, that's so much. And at this time, my assistant, which is like my kindred spirit, is uh, uh, we're very immature behind closed doors. And those closed doors, were always, they were always her office. So it, it didn't matter if she had like phone calls going on and stuff. We would literally like walk in there and then like rub up against the wall like we're, we're bears. And I had to try to keep a straight face on the phone with customers. I love it. I, what I love about that so much is that you knew at this point how hard Tim worked, but you yes. knew that he also loved to play, that he yeah. was like yes. a fun guy that knew how to like yes. find that balance. And I feel like that would be such a such an attractive combo. <laughs> Sorry, I'm still stuck on rubbing up against the wall like bears. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't do myself favors behind closed doors. <laughs> oh, gosh. Remi- okay. re- remind me to tell you about the time uh, that I... Uh, Dressed up to go have coffee with a friend. I am. I'm ready for that. We're story. gonna have to have a part two with you guys. This is way too much fun. Oh, this I want to like scrap the rest of the questions and just like. Oh, what else do you do? What other questions? <laughs> Tell us more. Get, get your partner in here. This is so fun. So then, did it. he slip you a note that said, "Will you be my girlfriend? Yes or no?" How did oh the romance God. come into it? What. Whatever you feel comfortable sharing. So, was it the bears? This like, is, was that it? Did yeah. that turn was you on? The bears. The love connection <laughs> in that moment. We're both pausing, okay. looking at <laughs> each other. Who's going to go? Also, can it. you guys tell we're a bit immature? Like, right. yeah. So I have this vision. I have this vision of uh, uh, my assistant when he was like dry hump in the air. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, this is what happened normally. No, we love it. We are here for it. He's like, he's like six we foot five. We may cut that part. Yeah. He, he was, cut that part? He was like six foot five, three, like 300 pound guy. And she had to sit there and she's trying to make these phone calls. And, you know, we would do that to distract her. Like just crazy, you know, Im- very immature things and like that. And uh, and she stuck around. Yeah. Yes. That's a test. It was yes. a test. She you passed. passed. The test. You passed. <laughs> okay, you guys, let's jump to Sioux Falls. How did you guys get, because you were in Aberdeen. Yes. How did you get to Sioux Falls? How so, did this get started? Sorry, we got derailed. No, I love it. No, we are the queen and queen of derailing. Oh, it's what we do. Yes, we love Please. It. Yeah. So um, then Tim, we rebuilt the team. We rebuilt the um, catering department in probably a year and a half. No, I was only there for a year. Yeah. So he left. He is like, I'm going to, he's like, I got a promotion to Sioux City. And I was like, all right. So I was like, well, at this point, we were not dating. We were like, hey, you know, hanging out. I just did air quotes, hanging and, out. And um, <laughs> then when he moved to Sioux City, we continued to talk. And I would go visit him. And um, but he's like, I'm not dating you because it needs to be off the record because I don't want it to get in my way of moving up the ladder. And you work for the company. Very professional. Yeah. See, we can be professional. So he's like, so we can date under the radar. No one knows. A secret romance. Yes. It was secret for two Two years. years. Whoa. That's actually super romantic. Did anybody guess or did you guess? Oh, yeah. People knew. Well, people knew. (laughs) Yes. Tim was like, 
I kept it like really locked down. Uh, yeah, yeah. If we interviewed everybody I else, mean, they'd be like, "We totally knew." Yes. Yeah. So, well, you are an FBI agent, basically. <laughs> so it makes sense. I think that was her first glimpse into like because I had one goal I wanted to achieve, uh, which was uh, becoming a regional manager for this company, and uh, then I moved to Sioux Falls, and I basically said, uh, "I'm not doing anything else but achieving this." And I think she got a taste of like when I put my mind to something, I just go after it. And uh, at that point, I was finishing my master's. So I was like, okay, we can do this secret romance. I'll finish my master's, live in Aberdeen, and we'll see where this goes. So fast forward two years, um, he goes to Sioux City, Minneapolis, Sioux City, back to Minneapolis, back to Sioux City. Um, I lived in a hotel for a year. In 2012 and 13. So then we were, then he, they were like, okay, we'll bring you to Sioux Falls. And that was when I graduated. So with my master's. Uh-huh. So that was in May. So we got it. Are we, we going to do this? Yeah. I so we got a it. twin home and we were like, um, okay, we'll move in together to see. We were like, okay, we'll give it six months to see sure. if he'll make it or break it. Yeah. And we made it. Yay. Yay. And, um, then April 1st, April Fool's Day, a snowstorm, um, my ring came in, and Tim went and picked it up from the diamond room. I'm on the, I'm on, yeah, I pick it up from the diamond room. I'm uh, dri- driving down 57th, and I just, like, I'm on the phone talking with somebody about some business, and uh, uh, so I'm not paying attention, and I just, I'm, like, actually just going towards home, and so I'm on the phone with my boss, which is Ken. And I pull over and I, I finish up the conversation. I'm like, oh, gosh, I'm like two blocks away. I might as well just do it now. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I show up. I don't even turn my car off. I just um, walk, walk in. She's working from I'm home. I'm working from home because it's a snowstorm. Right. Yeah. So? Yeah. They asked her to marry me. And, and she's like, it. what are you doing? <laughs> and then he went back to she, work. She goes, rash, she goes rational right away. <laughs> Why are you here at this time? Shouldn't you be working? Oh, God. Oh, this is so sweet. Megan. I love this. And then he goes back to work. Did you say yes at this point or undecided? No, I said yes. Okay. <laughs> so you're like. Then we screamed and we danced around our twin home. Oh. And then he's like, oh, I got to go back to work. I have a, I have a, um, I have a meeting. Yeah. At 430. Oh, my gosh. So we get, propo- we get engaged and yes. he goes back to work and sits at a conference table with all of his workers doesn't tell them that we just got engaged <laughs> still the secret romance straight business secret engagement yeah. now this drives straight her nu- business this drives her nuts about me like like the world could literally be on fire and we could be talking about a cheeseburger at a conference room table <laughs> and i will literally just keep talking about the cheeseburger and she's like how can you not talk about you know yeah, the zombie apocalypse yes. is happening outside the window I love this. Okay, guys, for those who don't know, your group is called Vanguard Hospitality. Mm-hmm. And what restaurants fall under your umbrella? So Maury's Steakhouse, which was formerly uh, Foley's, uh, Minerva's downtown, just the Minerva's here in Sioux Falls, and uh, Grill 26, and uh, Turks and Caicos Cabana Grill. And we just want to say... Not because you're sitting in front of us on our podcast, but these are literally our favorite restaurants in Thank Sioux Falls. Yes. Like just love them. obsessed. 
Anytime it's date night, it's so fun. Yes, the taco bar at Turks and Caicos like saved us during coronavirus. Mm. Honestly, uh, me too. Seriously, I, I ate it like three days a week. Yes, and the key so lime pie good. to go with it, guys. Yes. I can't. So, so to bring us then even more into the present, we just I'm just so I'm so happy right now. I'm just smiling at them. I'm like, this is the funnest podcast. So I love fun. you guys so much. You guys have these three beautiful children. You run this amazing group together. Your strengths are both incredible. How do you guys make it work? Marriage and being in business together. What would be a couple of your top three secrets to make it work that you're willing to share publicly yes. on this podcast? <clears throat> yes. It's hard. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think you, uh, just being transparent about it, it's uh, uh, it's incredibly difficult, and uh, especially with COVID and whatever. Right. Um, I think, like first and foremost, when I heard or read that question, the the thing that came to my mind is being brutally honest mm-hmm. about your needs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. That's that's an amazing piece. Because a lot of times, actually. I mean, honestly, a lot of times they're not being met. You know, time. Yeah. Energy, just different yeah. things, you know, not not being able to go to uh, everyone's get together and, you know, mm-hmm. choosing when you're going to go. Mm-hmm. Yes. We've really had to spend a lot of time on breaking down. It may not be important to you, but it's important to me. So that's what we have to honor between each other. Um, that's been a big thing mm-hmm. in giving each other time. I love that. And Megan, you and I have talked about before too, that for a lot of people, special events or special times are your busiest times at the restaurants, yeah. like Valentine's day, Christmas, mm-hmm. Easter, all of those times. But you guys, again, also have your own families too. So yeah. it's definitely a sacrifice. hundred percent. Mm-hmm. I love that. And you're so busy that the honesty has to be there, right? Because there's really no time to just kind of dilly dally around the topic. We have to just get right to it. It can be uncomfortable to sit in front of. (laughs) And I would say that in the first two years, we didn't honor that. We did not honor because we didn't know how hard it was truly going to be. You know, not only were we growing our business, but we were growing our family. Yeah. And we, you, you lose track of your marriage. That's what goes first because you just get so busy. Yeah, because yeah. you're like you have to give your kids their needs because you feel bad that oh we're so busy doing this or we're so busy doing that. So what helped you guys get to this place where you are brutally honest? Like, did you guys just like have a? Do you guys do date nights? Like, how do you connect? They're looking lovingly, lovingly into each other's eyes. I, I'm like squirming in my chair. <laughs> Um, wow. I would say we try to take like at least one hour a week, even if it's like meeting for coffee or. Yeah. Um, and then uh, I take, you know, Sundays off. And so like some point in the day we uh, when the kids are sleeping and stuff, we'll connect that way. Uh, once every two weeks, we'll try and go to dinner together, yes. you know, something like that. And it definitely goes up and down. Like, we're like, okay, we just are not going to make it. Sure. Or if that two weeks is meaning we're going to meet some another couple for dinner. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's not always just the two of us, but that's still that time that you have to take to just do something together. Right. And I used to always, um, used to be a big conflict between the two of us when he would never show up. 
And I told him that it's not that I don't care if you can't be there for the whole thing, but showing up even for a little bit means a lot to me. So we've worked on that a lot. Like show up when you're done with your shift. It's just showing up to be there Yeah. to know that that's important to me. And for me, giving him time to work on his art or go to the gym, that's important to him. Mm-hmm. So his personal time. Mm-hmm. So instead of coming home and like watching a show or talking, yeah. if he needs that time, that's when he needs to go. Okay. So. Gosh. I love that so much, you guys. So good. Thanks so much for the transparency, too. Yeah. I yeah. feel like that's so helpful for it, people. It is. Yeah, yeah, I think the, the biggest thing is like just being honest about your disappointments, being honest about, even if you can't fix it, you know, because that's just the situation. Uh, being honest about how you feel uh, it allows the freedom to like, like not hold on to that thing into the next thing. That's right. Because wow. yes. boggling up, that was what was really getting us in the beginning mm-hmm. is we'd hold on to yeah. these. You said this, we did this. We're mad at each other. X, Y, Z. Yeah, and I'd be like, don't yell at me while I'm trying to eat brownies. (laughs) (laughs) This is happy food. This is happy food. (laughs) Don't wreck brownies for me, please. (laughs) Yell at me over salad. (laughs) And she'd be like, you need to hear me right now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh, that's so real, you guys. Thank you for sharing that, because I think that's hitting home with, well, I know it's hitting home with me. I won't speak for Rachel, even though we're sharing a mic. Please speak for me. (laughs) Also me. Oh my gosh. Okay. Pivoting just a little bit. You guys just went through in it. Well, the whole world went through this insane year with the pandemic. Mm -hmm. It's still kind of going on. Um, one of the industries that got hit so hard was your guys's industry, obviously. Could you guys say each of you just like the biggest challenge and the biggest victory that you saw over this last year? I was actually interested to hear your thoughts on this one. Yeah. Megan. (laughs) Let's listen, just like let's just see what make you it. have to say. <laughs> um, I would say, well, not only were was our restaurant hit, we were also adding a third child to our family. Oh, surprise! So it was very. Um, this is not a movie either. This is like real life. <laughs> this is real life. This is real life. Um, um, it was. I would say the very challenging part is you never knew what was coming. You would think that one day you were, okay, we're working through these. No one can go out of their house. How are we going to sustain our business? Okay, we're going to do to go. Okay, we're going to do to go, but no one can, you can only have two people in your restaurant because you have to social distance. So it was always one more thing. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be probably the biggest challenge is you never were feeling settled. Like, mm-hmm. Obviously, no one felt settled during COVID, but when you're running a business and in the restaurant industry, it was always one more thing, and you always had to think of, how is the guest thinking? Yes. It's not how we feel, because we can have our own feeling comfortable on serving you, but the guest is going to be the one who is dictating that. Yeah. Um, we saw a lot of ups and downs, but I would say through this our teams have really come together to show us true light. And um, it was hard because we had to transition a lot of our teams, but I feel like our teams that we have in place are really solid. 
That's a soft way of putting it. <laughs> <laughs> I love that man. I would say I would say they're exceptional people. Right. They just um, we honor them. They honor us. Mm. We um, we kind of all understand and know that we're all together in it. Like mm. they're truly a family business. Mm. One of my good yeah. friends, uh, I was having coffee with the other day, and I was uh, describing one of the projects we were working on, just to give you a glimpse. Mm. And uh, so I was I was describing the feedback I was getting from one of our managers on what we should do, and uh, uh, and it's a this subject would be a giant pivot for one portion of our store and uh, at one of our stores. And uh, he, he's like, so you give him that much carte blanche to bring that much into it, the, the idea. And I was like, yeah. And then I, then I realized, I was like, wow, we, we are truly like all integrated, you know, that. it's like, there's no, I'm here, you're here. It's like, how do we accomplish this? And <clears throat> everybody brings that to the table. I think this is why you guys have such great loyalty. And again, just it's why everybody loves coming to your restaurants. It's a very specific feel. And I love that you guys have set that tone as the leadership. It really is the gold standard. And it's such a joy to go and dine in your restaurants. Thank and you. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, you guys have created such a wonderful culture and you can feel that. You really feel that with your employees and just even the time and care it takes for the food. Mm-hmm. I remember when you opened Turks, Tim, you were telling us about like how you guys discovered like this chicken nugget for the kids. And I wanted to eat the chicken nuggets yeah. also for me. the kids. Yes. And then Minerva's or not Minerva's. Um, Maurice. Maurice. When you guys opened Maurice and just all the care you were telling me about just like mm-hmm. different ingredients, how you guys, I just was like, this is truly an and art. And that's the tension points be working together is uh, um, sometimes I, I have like a vision of something and uh, to put it into words, I, I call it painting a picture. Mm-hmm. Like how do I best paint the picture so that we can all sit here and look at it and then let's all decide what to work towards first. And uh, so, like, that's what I really discovered a lot of this year is how do I lean on you? Have you helped me accomplish what we need to accomplish in this situation? But uh, to walk away and have you work on it in the right way, I got to paint the best picture. Mm. And for us, like, all of our decision making in each store with COVID, because it was there's a lot of, like, what the F do we do? Mm-hmm. How, how do we make a decision? People are going to rip us apart when they walk in. Mm-hmm. And we don't have a this and this, and they're going to expect this sanitized and blah, blah, blah. And uh, I think we were at Cabana Grill. This is in my mind we were. Uh, and uh, we're sitting around this table, and I was like, I was like okay, so all the, the people I, I follow or, or for mentors that I read uh, their books and, and such, uh, how do you – I was like, okay, so how do we – put our core values at the front of this then. Mm. And uh, so one question I put on the table is like, okay, so with this specific situation, how can we bring hospitality to this? Mm. And it's completely unnatural. So then you start thinking about that and it actually created framework in each different situation. So it was easier to make decisions because you knew Mm. where you stood and why Mm -hmm. you stood there. Yeah. So then you yeah. can and you can explain it to an employee. Mm-hmm. Here's what we're doing and why we're doing it. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And Amazing. this is our way of providing hospitality. Yeah. Oh gosh, that's awesome. That. Like yeah. that's our pull quote from the episode. Right. I want to like take that into my life. Like, what's absolutely. my core value? Everything should reflect that. Oh, that's absolutely. so good. And I love that. And then like you said, are we speaking the same language? They're mm-hmm. all coming at it from the same place. Mm-hmm. That is amazing. <laughs> One way that we love to wrap up our show each time is to talk about something that we are loving for the week. And yeah. it could be a quote, a book, a, a restaurant, a dish, mm-hmm. anything like that. Would you be willing to share with our audience what you guys are loving this week? Why don't you go? You go ahead. I went first last time. (laughs) I I have a quote, um, but I want to look at it quick. Do you want me to go first, guys? Yeah. Okay. This is so fun. So what I'm loving this week is actually something that Megan shared with me at a coffee a couple months ago or a month ago. And it was the app Hopper. H-O-P-P-E-R. Oh, yes. And I have been evangelizing about this app to pretty much everybody <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm like, me. yeah, I'm loving it. It's life-saving. Yes. It's life-saving, guys. It is the best app. It's so good. It's an app to help you figure out your travel. You can check on flights, hotels. It'll let you know what ticket prices are. It'll give you hints like, okay, this is probably going to go down. You should wait a little bit. It's the best app I've ever used. I've booked a couple of things on it already, and it has been Awesome. So Megan, thank you for giving me this life-changing tip. The app is Hopper. Everybody get it. Megan is an influencer. (laughs) Yay. Based on Rachel, I booked a trip on Hopper and we just got back and we took the kids and um, just kind of reflecting on it. It was so, it was such great time cherishing with the kids just to relax. Like, no matter how busy you are, relax. Mm-hmm. And just to, to step away. Yes. That's beautiful. Because that time will never get, will not, you'll never get those times back. Uh, on that note, uh, I've I made a commitment to myself to uh, not say no to anything that promotes mental health this, this year. Mm. And, uh, uh, and just like in... Uh, anything that promotes me in a like healthy way. So uh, I say yes to everything that has to do with like taking time off. So Good. going to Arizona, I just don't find excuses. I just say, yep, I'll go. My friend called me the other day and he's like, Hey dude, we should go to New York city and hit it. Like we did in Chicago. And I said, sure. <laughs> Wait, we, we didn't cover Chicago earlier. So we're going to have to circle back to that. And, and I was like, he's like, just like that? He's like, yeah, when? And he's like, in June? Perfect. And he's like, you don't have to look at anything? I was like, I'm not going to. And even when you walked into this building, we were talking about the sale of a building that you guys had with a restaurant in it. Mm-hmm. And you said, I'm excited because I like change. I like a challenge. So mm-hmm. I know this is a cop-out, and I know I'm supposed to say what I'm loving, but I'm loving you too. This was the oh. funnest interview. All the wisdom that you guys shared is like truly practical, and I like can't wait. It's like so many takeaways from today. So thank, oh, thank you guys you. so much for being here and we need to wrap it up, but I just, I would, I just want to bestow all the love and like, thanks on you guys. Cause Appreciate this was that. a blast. Yes. Why? Just like, I, I don't even, Tracy said it so beautifully. I'm going to co-sign everything she said. <laughs> we love you guys. Yeah. And for those of you who don't know, I mean, everybody's going to fall in love with you after this, <laughs> but for those who want to know more, where can they, where can they find you guys? Do you want to drop any social media websites? What information? We'll put it all in our show notes. We have accounts on Facebook, um, Instagram. Yeah. And you can always just contact us or you will see Tim in the restaurants all the time. 
Oh my gosh, I love that. Okay, and then is there a separate social media for each restaurant? Okay, yep. how about I'll get those from you. We'll mm-hmm. make sure we get those in the show notes. You guys, thank you so much for joining us today and taking time out of your day to listen to this interview. If you love what you hear, please rate, review, and subscribe. You can download all of our episodes on Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Podcasts. You can also find all of the episodes on our website at www.is itnotlovely.com. We are also on Instagram and our handle there is Is It Not Lovely Podcast. And special thanks also to Open Space for hosting us for our recording sessions. You can find information about their beautiful venue at openspaceforrent.com. So like, like when I see squirrels dead in the road, <laughs> I I get a little emotional. Oh, Tim, that just yeah. melted my heart. Yeah. So oh. I'm I'm super sensitive to like that kind of stuff, and oh my um, gosh. like my best uh, memory from being 12 was. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> when I was moving to uh, another house in Aberdeen, um, uh, it, was, it was in the summertime. It was like, I think it was June. And uh, uh, this bird had fallen out of a tree. And it had a little gray tuft on its its chest. This little robin. And uh, this is true. Don't make fun of me. Um, and I was like, oh, my God. And then the mom was like, you know, oh, hopping no. around it. And... Uh, and I thought in school you learned if you touch a bird, the they won't accept it anymore. So I was like, what am I going to do with this? So I, I get a uh, little shoebox, put uh, grass in it, Stop. get the, the bird, bring it into my house, and uh, I start nursing it. <laughs> Define nursing. Yeah. Back to I, health. I, yeah, I, I drop her. I drop her. This all connects. This all connects. I know I'm 12 right now. This all connects. Uh, <laughs> I am dying. Okay. Uh, anyway, so, um, you know, I get worms. I cut them up. I feed it to them. Uh, get an eyedropper. Give it water. And, uh, uh, and it, like, after about a week and a half, it starts standing up in its little grass pit. And... Uh, um, I was like, oh my gosh, mom, sh- what should I do now? Like this thing's like going to fly around our house. And, uh, <laughs> and she's like, t- she's like, take it outside. And, uh, <laughs> I love Tim's mom. I know. <laughs> I know. Out of here. My mom's a little, little saint. She's amazing. <laughs> and, and, uh, and, uh, so this is not a movie. I, I like grabbed the bird and I threw it up in the air <laughs> and it, it flies away. <laughs> Gosh, it's a metaphor for life. It is. This is so good. I cannot fly- handle this. This is not a joke. And it flies away. I'm happy as hell. Because I'm like, I just saved a bird. Yes. You yes. know. <laughs> and like, like life my heart is beautiful. My right heart now. is like emotionally like flowing all over the street here, and uh, um, so. Uh, before I end that, so we moved later that summer. I would ride my bike back to see if the bird was there, and it would like fly up. Above. No, <laughs> not this a is joke. like a Pixar movie. <laughs> I'm going to submit joke. it to Disney Seriously. Plus screenwriters. So that would, no. So I want you. So that's like how, like I'm a little kind of 
so like uh, very sensitive in that oh, way. Oh, I love this. Um, 